0: All right. It is Tuesday morning, as far as I can tell, Brother T. Yes. You don't know what day it is, do you? <laughs> no.
1: My alarm, our ADT alarm, uh, went off a little before one this morning. And I don't know why, but I I could not fall back asleep. No, I know
0: why. I, I I told you that I'm the very same way. I, I don't know whether this is just husbands. Yeah or fathers or whether it's anyone moms might be this way but man if our alarm goes off or if I hear something mm-hmm. it doesn't cause the alarm to go off my ears perk and I'm listening to every little and here's the deal we have a hamster okay upstairs it's uh, it's kind of co-jointly owned by our uh, youngest son and our grandson okay really and truly it was bought for the grandson and the youngest son takes care of it right you know how that goes Right. right and uh, that thing is nocturnal Yes. So it wants to get on that wheel about two in the morning. <laughs> and you, woo, 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 woo. I mean, it's this weird sound, and then it'll bang against the cage and all this kind of stuff. And I hear that, and I've had just to cycle that out of my mind and say, "Okay, I'm going to filter that. That's not someone trying to rattle the door, get in the house. That's that little rodent in a cage." That
1: would drive me nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Would, I mean, yeah. it does take a while to get. But other than that, before the before that furry creature came into our life. <laughs> Anything I hear, or if the alarm does go off, man, i jump up. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, don't mess yeah. with our house, because I grab a pistol really yes. quick. yeah. I grab yeah. a pistol really right. quick, right. and I'm ready to defend my family, my yes. house, everything else. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I'm with you. I don't go to sleep hearted the rest of the night, because right. I'm expecting to hear another sound.
1: Well, I mean, as you know, I go to bed every night. I go night-night at 10 o'clock every night, and I get up at 5 every yep. morning. Yep. Yep. And yep. so, I've just done that for years and years. Uh, but I got up a little before one this morning, and so this, this is going to have to be real interesting today. So
0: about three hours of sleep. Uh,
1: no, I didn't go. Well, yes, that's right. Ten yeah, to about one. three hours, yeah, ten, ten to one. one. Yes, oh, about three, three hours. Be, I
0: think that's all Jimmy Carter ever slept, yeah, three hours uh, each night. I know
1: Jimmy Carter, and I'm no Jimmy Carter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're no Jimmy Carter. <laughs> hey, look how he's old now, and he's yeah, he still is. kicking. That's yeah, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. We're uh, One, let me apologize for last week. Mm. I am... Uh, I am no technician, and uh, if you ever see a picture of us, I'm sitting before the laptop. Brother Tony's sitting across the table. We'll have, we both have cups of coffee, mm-hmm. uh, but all I know to do is to hit record. Right. That's it. And I don't know what happened last week. Something happened in which in two different places, one at the beginning, one in the middle, there were gaps there that were just silence. Mm-hmm. I don't have a clue how to get rid of that. Yeah. I, don't have a, I don't know why it happened. Were you not editing sort of me thing. out of that? I, you know, if I knew how, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, I'd really need to take a YouTube right. thing yeah. and find out yeah. how to do yeah. some of this kind of stuff. Really, I thought it was pretty impressive. I knew how to do a podcast. That's right? Me too, right? really. I mean, yes. I worked on that a long time. Mm-hmm. So my sincerest apologies to our listeners who... Found that dead time to be very annoying or maybe even turned it off. So here's the deal. If you listened last week, first five or six seconds, you didn't hear anything, cut it off and never listened. Hey, is a really good podcast mm-hmm. after that eight seconds. Yeah. So come on. Try it out. Sorry for that. Secondly, I just want to share something with you before we get into a very serious subject. Um, what my wife and I are doing this month. And then she read something about the minimalist life. Mm. And so we are having a minimal August. Okay. Here's what happens. August 1, which was Sunday, uh, we had to either throw away or put in a bin to have it recycled. Something that we have in our home, right? Okay. On August 2, Monday, we have two things we have to find, to discard, or give to a thrift shop or have it recycled. Okay. Today, being August 3rd, the day that we're recording this, I have to locate. Three things. You see where this is going? Now I do see that. By August yeah. 30th, I have to find 30 things that day to discard or recycle or to give to a thrift shop or to some entity. Charity. And so
1: Maryland's doing the same thing. Yep. So it'd be 60 things actually.
0: And then uh, 60 things on that day. Right, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's like a thousand things total my because it's goodness. one thing, one day, two things, one day, right. three things. So by the third day, you've done six things. The mm-hmm. fourth day, you've done 10 things. Mm. The fifth day, you've done 15 things. Okay, See what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. It, it's dude. accumulative. It's right. like that if you save a penny a day and save another penny every yeah. day, yeah. you're a millionaire in the end of three weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, <laughs> <laughs> It's that kind of math. And uh, so our house is horribly cluttered. In the, uh-huh. And my wife would tell you that, I would tell you that. And so we've also invited our uh, youngest son, who still lives with us, to do the same. Mm. Is it ever going to be hard for that boy? <laughs> <laughs> he still has the first ticket stub of when he and his girlfriend went to a movie oh, 18 wow. years ago. Whatever. Oh, wow. I yeah. mean, it's going to be, I'm, I, I really tell, he's being very anxious about this mm-hmm. now. Well, as I have been looking forward to this, man, I am going to throw <laughs> stuff away. <laughs> So first day was a belt that had worn out. Just okay. I hung it. I thought I might need to use that someday. Mm-hmm. Go hunting with it or something like that. Got rid of it. Mm. Second day, an old dingy T-shirt, along with a pair of worn-out uh, house shoes. Wow. So today's the third day. I haven't done it yet. But okay. I need. It. I got to go to the house pick out three things today to throw in the trash or throw into recycling or go into a thrift store that's
1: cool that, yeah. i like that you
0: think about that yeah. by the end of the month right we will you'll be going oh lord rip up some carpet <laughs> 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 i'm out of stuff that adds up. That adds uh, it does important. add stuff so anyway that's an interesting thing i'll give a reports on it as the month goes along so if anyone's out there who is kind of Convicted by Too Much Stuff, which was last week's right, title. Right, right, right. We're getting rid of Too Much Stuff.
1: That's cool. I yeah. like that. I yeah. like that. Today, we're talking about the eternal fate of
0: the unborn. It's hard to get out, wasn't it, brother? It was. After three hours of sleep. After
1: three hours of <laughs> sleep. The eternal fate.
0: Yeah, eternal fate. Um,
1: of the unborn. And uh, you shot some... Uh, talking points, of yes, course, I did. and I always enjoy those. And
0: uh, <laughs> you, at least you appreciate that. I do appreciate
1: that. <laughs> I really, really do. But uh, first, we're going to talk about uh, the difference between righteousness and innocence. Yeah.
0: So how would this? How would this play into right, this exactly. story? So right. you know the eternal fate of the unborn. Let, let's just put it in the way, of person. You and I, pastors, oh, well, so many times mm-hmm. we've had to console moms and dads mm-hmm. whose child was stillborn or a, a child didn't make it the whole uh how many weeks is it? Thirty some odd uh, weeks. Yeah. Whatever the entire yeah. term is, right. but less than full term. And um it's that my wife and I went through that ourselves. Yeah. We we lost a child midterm. So um what do you deal what people want to know? Even miscarriages. Yes, miscarriages. Yeah, yeah. Um we the, this talk that we'll have today will go on into infants but right now, mm-hmm. the, the, basically what we're thinking of. So, with the prat- practicality of this is, this is a pastoral question that you and I have both had many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me some comfort, give me some encouragement based upon what took place. And, and that, the first time I think about it, I think about the difference between righteousness and innocence. And so, what I mean by that is, well, in Christianity, I don't, I don't want to go over the whole thing because I know some people would go to ad nauseum over this. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk as believers, okay. people of faith, what do we consider righteousness. Well, righteousness is a person who's made right with God. It's a legal term. It doesn't mean you haven't done anything wrong. It means that you have been put in a position where you're not any longer under the penalty for what you have done. Mm-hmm. And it usually comes upon, and I say usually because there may be instances which I'm not thinking of, by an act. Okay. You, you go to Hebrews 11 and it's this hallmark of faith, right? And it names all these people and it said they did this, they believed this, they did this, they believed this. And it was counted unto them as what?
1: Under righteousness. Righteousness. Yes, uh-huh.
0: So some act, some belief system that they had was counted unto them to righteousness. Mm-hmm. Well, you go into Christianity after the cross, then there's this theological term that we won't beat about too much, but it's called imputed righteousness mm-hmm. and that's where our righteousness is not good enough. Uh, what's the Bible say in Isaiah our righteousness is as filthy rags filthy rags yeah. and that's a yeah. it's a whole different term that right there is, that we're not going to into either, no, but it's no. filthy rags right uh, and so that means not worth much. Mm-hmm. Certainly in the standing of God. So therefore we need the righteousness of Christ, mm-hmm. His holiness, His righteousness, His right standing before God to be imputed to us, be given more than given, but our righteousness is Christ's righteousness. Clothed in
1: His righteousness. Yeah. Yes, so
0: um, that's the difference. Right. Innocence is I ain't done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. I have I'm not I'm innocent of guilt. Mm-hmm. Righteousness doesn't mean you're innocent of guilt, but you have been given the righteousness of Christ who was innocent. Innocence is, I haven't done anything wrong in order to be condemned. So that's that's the two terms that we want to be using there, righteousness and innocence.
1: Yeah, which leads us to, really to a thought on original sin. And uh, that's, <laughs>
0: that's a deep well. It is a deep well. And uh-huh. so many different religious groups look at original sin mm-hmm. differently. Let me give you the, the environment in which, after becoming a believer, um, I, I was brought up in. Right.
1: Now, we're going all the way back to the garden, Right.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going back to 18 years old right now with with my example. Yes, okay. My example is (laughs) (laughs) this. I was not in the garden. Yes, I am old, but I was not in the garden. (laughs) Um, My pastor used to say often that he believed original sin because just look at a baby. Mm -hmm. First thing a baby does when it comes out of mama's womb is cry. Right. And that cry is a cry of selfishness, mm. and so that child immediately shows displays uh what what word did he use from him think uh
1: selfishness I guess it was selfishness, right. yeah okay
0: like, like disruption, mm-hmm. selfishness, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, and so he said that's a proof mm-hmm. that a baby is born in sin Mm-hmm. And used that quite often. And, mm-hmm. of course, uh, I was a young man and hadn't studied anything and had not really thought that much about things like that. But right. as a person who is quite a few decades beyond my 18th birthday, um, I, I, I don't see it that way anymore. Here's mm-hmm. what I see as a child. Uh, has child needs nourishment Mm -hmm. a child is totally dependent upon someone who is able to give that nourishment typically mama and therefore the only way since they have no verbal skills Mm -hmm. to communicate that need to survive Mm -hmm. is to cry yeah so a baby being a baby yeah baby just being a baby Baby
1: being a baby what about the the little older with the proverbial cookie behind their back with cookie crumbs all over their face yeah yeah how do you deal with that
0: I I think that's when we begin to see that the propensity of a person is to be selfish. Right,
1: right. Yeah, to have that sin nature. Yeah,
0: to have that sin nature, which is kind of cast over all of creation Mm -hmm. because the sin of Adam. Yes. yes. So some people believe that the term original sin is that everyone is born a sinner. Mm -hmm. In the blood, there is sin Mm -hmm. in that person's blood. Others believe that the human race is born uh, under the curse of sin with a propensity to sin mm-hmm. uh, because of the actions of our forefathers, father going all the way back to Adam and Eve. Yeah. In David said the in
1: Psalm 51:5 that it uh, was brought forth in iniquity and in sin, my mother conceived me. Yeah. And so you're saying uh, in the sin nature, with the sin nature, with the yeah. propensity, the proclivity, uh, the leaning towards sin. Yes. Okay. I do. Okay.
0: Uh, and, and can I tell you why?
1: Sure. I'd love to. Here. When
0: you, we believe that Jesus was sinless, mm-hmm. right? And that we even see in the gospels where Jesus is in the lineage of Adam. Yeah. Luke tells us that. Mm-hmm. Oh, in, the, in it's the lineage of Adam. And so therefore, uh, Jesus was born 100% human. Mm-hmm. If every human is born... With sin, mm. then Jesus was not sinless. Mm. That's good. Now I, and, and I've had to struggle with this. I've had to work through this because honestly, as you and I have discussed, now that I'm able just to study the Bible and I don't have to be worried about, you know, mm-hmm. my wife used to say, "Please don't preach that. Please don't <laughs> preach that," because you know, she knew that some of my, you know, willingness to go deep in Scripture, right? A lot of people just just believe what they've been told, and, mm-hmm. and I remember. <laughs> Uh, Let's get back to this real quick, but I remember one of my sweetest, dearest friends who with Jesus now. When I was talking about a particular subject when it came to, uh, well, the subject was can a divorced man be a deacon? Right. Yeah, that's a huge thing in the Baptist church, right? Uh And I would go through it and talk about the Greek wording in Timothy Mm -hmm. and where Paul's talking to young Timothy, that sort of thing. And and I would say, this is my belief, because it's what the Greek pretty much says, it's a man of one woman. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily a husband of one wife. And I would explain that. I said, I think a good, righteous man who's been saved, particularly after his divorce, who's, all, be- all thing, behold, all things have become new for that person. Um, I'm not, I don't think that that person should be prohibited. However, the Bible says you look amongst yourselves and call out men of good report. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's your job, but you've asked my opinion. So I'm going to share my opinion. And I remember this dear saint, Luce look at me. He, and he was elderly even then. He'd go, I know what you're saying, brother Ken. <laughs> yes, sir. He said, and it sounds right. And you're going into scripture. I said, yes, sir. He said, but by golly, it ain't what we've always been taught. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was so sincere. And, I, uh, and I'm going, he wasn't willing to think right. uh, beyond what he had been taught. And mm-hmm. my problem is I kind of enjoy that. Right. I yeah. kind of you like. you,
1: You're a rebel.
0: I, I am a rebel. Yeah, a I rebel. don't mean to be a yeah, rebel. Bit, bit you but I want to get yeah. into the word and say uh-huh. just because Calvin said this yes. doesn't mean that I'm going to say right, this. Yeah, right. Calvin was human. He was mm-hmm. flesh and blood. Yes, mm-hmm. he was a spiritual person. Yes. Don't doubt that. Luther was the same thing. Mm-hmm. All these guys but me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got to, I put my pants on the same right. way. Yes. Did they wear pants? I, I think they did. I didn't yeah. know where they were skirts back no, then or not. I believe but, it. You yeah, know, but nice. anyway, I I mean I get dressed the same way, yeah. that sort of thing. And and I've got the same spirit. Right. That they had and you do too. Yes, yes. And so I like that digging mm-hmm. into scripture and well, checking Ephesians two out. two
1: says that we're sons of disobedience. Yeah. Ephesians two three that by nature we are children of wrath. Yeah. And so what you're saying is that when we are born, we're born with that proclivity.
0: I'm saying that because basically that there are, in each of those scriptures, there's more than one way to interpret that. And my problem is that uh, I have been taught that Jesus is sinless. And I believe that because he, he had to be that sinless sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It'd be that spotless lamb Mm -hmm. for you and I to have salvation. Mm -hmm. So therefore, if I believe that Jesus was born of a woman and that mm-hmm. he was not only 100% divine, but 100% human. The hypostatic
1: union, yes. as they call oh, it. Gosh, in that's commentary. really Don't you good, that I love that word. Yes. Uh, yes.
0: That the only way he is sinless and born of a woman is to believe something that we were taught that is not true biologically. Mm-hmm. That is that the blood, which has the sin, is passed to the child through the father. Mm-hmm. Okay, if that's true. But it's not true. Mm. It Biologically, yeah. it's not true. When you study it, both the male and the female give a gene to that fetus, to that mm. child, which in order allows that child to develop its own blood mm. through the process of the bone marrow. That's mm-hmm. where blood is. That's why when you have a blood problem, you have a bone marrow transfusion. Right, you get right. good yes. bone marrow yeah. to produce good blood cells. Mm-hmm. And so we... It's kind of like the old time we used to talk about, well, woman was taken out of man. I believe that she was. Mm -hmm. I believe the Old Testament story. And that's why man's got one less rib. No, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) We don't. (laughs) Look at a cadaver. Go to medical school. It ain't true. Uh, And so I think we've just been fed this stuff in order to uh, confirmation bias It is to say things Mm -hmm. that, you know, it makes us as Christians look like, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. Man, Doc,
1: you have really, you
0: do have a lot of time to think now. I really do. I mean, you really. It's a curse. It brother. is. It is. It a curse. Is when you're able, church, right. but I still believe that we ought to be able to give a reason for the hope that's within us, that we yeah. ought to be able to uh-huh. stand against somebody and say, you guys believe this. And say, well, let me right, tell you yeah. what I believe, because I've thought about it thoroughly mm-hmm. in order to do this. Mm-hmm. So let me just say again, all the scriptures that you're given, uh, uh, born through my mother's iniquity. What yeah. was it? What's that scripture? Psalm
1: 51, 5.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and we're children of wrath and mm-hmm. children of disobedience. Mm-hmm. And some people say that goes all the way back to the womb and that kind of thing. Okay, but, you know, when I hear that, yes, that can mean this or it can mean mm-hmm. this. Which one's going to mean? Well, I'm going to come back always to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if I look at Jesus being born of a woman, yet sinless and mm-hmm. having his whole life, as Scripture says, tempted to sin but without sin, right, right? Mm-hmm. then I, I've i got to go, no that's not, the, that's not where I fall down mm-hmm. on this. Now, I'm not going to fight somebody over it. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking we're talking because we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. The reason why I believe, and I've got to tell you, exactly. why I believe that infants, fetuses, uh, people unable to think mm-hmm. well because of a mental disability, mm-hmm. all are under the grace of God and go to heaven.
1: Yeah, which leads us, when you talk about the womb, it leads us to David's child. Yeah, um, You remember he sinned. Yep. Um, with Bathsheba. And because of that, um, his child that was born died. Yep. The story in Second Samuel, I think chapter uh, 12, I believe is where it is. Yep, it is. And in the passage that we've heard so often, David said, I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. We, yep. We've heard that many times. Yep. And um, and so, what is your thought on on that child when it comes to the eternal fate uh, of the unborn? Yeah.
0: Well, this child was young, right. not unborn, but young. Exactly. I think I think that that illness lasted seven days, if I remember correctly, okay, because he so. he fasted and prayed for mm-hmm. those seven days, mm-hmm. and to the point where his servants were unwilling to mess with David. Mm. Right. Remember, they didn't know how he was going to take it. Right. And so they kind of stood arm's length off as mm-hmm. he fasted and prayed. And it was just, you know, David was a very emotional man anyway. So I can mm-hmm. imagine that it was a pretty rough mm-hmm. situation as he waited the fate of his child. Well, after seven days, they learn that the baby has died. Right. And how are you going to tell? Mm. You know, will he go into a fit of rage? Mm-hmm. Will Will he kill the messenger? You know, when he finds out. But when he finds out they, they get a very unusual response. It's not of rage. He washes his face, does he? Washes his face. He yeah. he, he yeah. comes out of his state of mm-hmm. mourning. Mm-hmm. And then we want to go, What? Right. You know, this is not the typical response. Mm-hmm. And that's when he makes that statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, while my child was alive and mm-hmm. I fasted and I wept but I I don't need to do that now because First Second, excuse me, Second Samuel twelve twenty two. While the child was alive, I fasted and wept. And then mm-hmm. you go to verse twenty three. uh It says, "But now he is dead. I shall go to him, but he will not return to me."
1: Right, right, right.
0: So yeah. he, he seems to be saying there. One good interpretation of that, I think, is. That that child has gone somewhere and will not return Mm -hmm. back to me. Mm -hmm. But I will eventually do the same as my child and die. Yes. And therefore, I will go to the place where he is. Mm -hmm. Now, this child was obviously an infant. Mm -hmm. And even in the Old Testament, had no opportunity to go to the... uh, Of course, there was no temple, but there was a tabernacle. Mm -hmm. There was no opportunity to offer sacrifice, Mm -hmm. no opportunity, anything. But that child... it sounds to me like we'll be in the presence of God. Right. And David says, someday I'll be in the presence of God.
1: Yeah, yes, I agree. I completely agree with that. And, you know, that, that leads me to one of the questions that Dr. D, I've uh, talked about, preached for yep. years, and um, it's something that you can't really find in the Bible, you know, um, exact uh, the exact age of
0: accountability, Yeah, boy, what You, you boy. can't find that. I've asked that. You know, let me just say this. That used to be a question mm-hmm. that was asked a lot. Yeah. I think in the last decade or so of my ministry, that wasn't asked right, very much. Right, right, Because we had a lot of children just this last week, at uh, I think, at our children's camp. Probably, none of those children would have been 12 years old. I think they baptized 13 or 15, mm-hmm. something like that children. I used to love that. Every summer, I would go up to a camp, you know, a, a, a country pond, where the right. kids had heard about Jesus all right. week. Several of the t- children would prayed to receive Jesus. And listen, our children's minister was very careful that these kids weren't just trying to avoid hell. Mm-hmm. They were really mm-hmm. knowing and believing and trusting and confessing and repenting. Mm-hmm. All things that we think are correct about a child who can believe. Right. And uh, they would call the parents, say, mm-hmm. is it all right? And then we would gather, a big gathering up there, up in the country. Mm-hmm. The parents would come, pictures, go out there and baptize. It was so great. I mean, I still have parents they say, i I remember mm. you know going up there and you baptizing our child the child' right. might be thirty now, right, but right, you know right, right. Uh, back at the time we would <laughs> we would do that and and so what was the question <laughs> I'm
1: the one that got three hours.
0: sleep. I, I was reminiscing, man. <laughs>
1: the oh, age. Oh, oh yeah. yeah the 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 accountability. Age. So most of those kids were under twelve, <laughs> right, right, right.
0: which is a which has been the traditional view mm-hmm. of what the age of accountability is. Uh-huh. And you rightfully said as we were putting together our show notes that um, that was when Jesus went back to the mm-hmm. temple mm-hmm. and did not follow his parents home. Right. And about halfway home, they go, "Where's Jesus?" Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't say much about Mary and Joseph. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> <That's> not- <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have it's, that many not, children right? right. <laughs> so, And Jesus
1: said I must be about my father's yeah. will
0: He yeah. said why were you surprised right, That this yeah. is where I would be exactly. And so they came back
1: And so many people think that Because right. he was 12 yeah. That 12 is that age
0: So does that mean he was lost Before he was 12 uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Okay exactly. Okay let's go uh, So that was the age In the Jewish culture In mm-hmm. which uh, a young man Could enter into A discussion of the Torah With mm-hmm. the adults and so most kids just sat there and said nothing because mm-hmm. they obviously were not as versed in Scripture. However, Jesus, being the author of Scripture, right. knew the book pretty well because mm-hmm. the author usually knows the book better than anyone else. Yes. And he would stand up and he would speak to them and explain it to them. And so they came back and found him doing that. So therefore, we have caught on to that and said, age of accountability, Jesus mm-hmm. was 12, it's 12. Mm-hmm. That's been reinforced by wasn't really called this back in the days of Jesus, but the bar mitzvah and the bat mitzvah around 12 or 13 years of age in the Jewish community, which is a a rite of age, a coming of age Mm -hmm. type celebration. For, for the kids and we
1: both have witnessed that mm-hmm. uh, in Jerusalem yes that's a beautiful it's beautiful it is really yeah, cool. I mean a lot of music they walk down the road it's and a dance. big celebration it's gigantic yeah, yeah it's
0: neat so I, I, I we probably should do well some churches I don't think our churches did but go through confirmation mm-hmm. and that's usually about the same time right right yes. uh, I believe the Methodist Church and mm-hmm. some others do that as well uh, so that has been seen as that age in which you can become a believer mm-hmm. But that's pretty much flimsy, I would Mm -hmm. say. I would say that's a flimsy reason. Pretty flimsy. Yeah.
1: I agree. Yes. Yeah. So the age of accountability
0: is the age in which a person, based upon their knowledge, Mm -hmm. based upon uh, what they have been, well, knowledge is what they've been told, but based upon their ability to make that decision whether or not they shall Believe mm-hmm. confronted with the thought of salvation, Christ being Lord, uh, which direction do they go? Are they going to take the left road or the right road? Mm-hmm. Are they going to follow after Jesus or deny him? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, James Dobson, and you know, James Dobson has his ups and his downs. I don't always agree with him with mm-hmm. everything, but a good man, good mm-hmm. man, said he was three when wow. he got saved, wow. that he has never doubted it since, mm-hmm. that he he is a very intelligent person, mm-hmm. and so therefore was uh, grew up in a Christian family, mm-hmm. learned the gospel, knew about Jesus, mm-hmm. knew about saying yes or no, right or wrong, following him, denying him, and at three years old became a believer. So that was his age of accountability, yeah. if you want to call it that.
1: Spurgeon used to say five, you know, he thought around five you can you could become aware of good and evil and Christ and everything. Yeah. You know, and I was seven um, when I began to have those kinds of thoughts. How old were you? When well, you
0: I was convicted of my sins probably at nine or ten. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, everyone in my my growing up, in the church mm-hmm. I grew up, we were all going to hell. hmm on a daily basis, right, because we sinned in a handbasket. Yeah. I, I, I so don't know you, what that is, but yeah, yeah. what, <laughs> what, what, what that you've seen that bumper sticker uh-huh. that says, Well, I'm in this basket, and where am I going? <laughs> I like that, <laughs> it's a good one. Anyway, we were all in that handbasket wondering yeah. where we were going, <laughs> and that was uh, because every sin that you committed was worthy of hell, mm-hmm. and that's even if you were a Christian. If you sinned again, then you were going to have, you had to be saved again. Mm -hmm. And it was a very uncomfortable place to be. Really uh, related to some great altar calls, though. Mm -hmm. Just... Weekly man, the yes. altar was full of people, right? Because very few of us could get through the week. <laughs> without <laughs> So, you yeah, really and truly, when I began to understand what true salvation was, it was around 10, mm-hmm. of not just a works salvation, but you know, grace and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. I didn't accept it until about 17. Oh, ah, around yeah. 17. Yeah, I was very rebellious for about seven years.
1: Okay, all right. Well, so the age of accountability, then give me the cliff notes on that, wrap that part up.
0: Age of accountability is based upon the individual, their knowledge, their intellect, mm-hmm. the, the spiritual input that they have when they make that conscious decision to follow or to deny Christ. Yeah.
1: And, and leads me, and, and I've got skin in the uh, teeth. What, what's that? I've got... Skin in the game. Skin of the game, not in the teeth. Skin of the game. Uh, because my son, uh, Daniel, I call him Scooter, 27. Uh, he has Down syndrome. We call it Up syndrome. Yeah. You know, and um, Scoot um he his mental capacity, of course, is not of a 27 year old doc right. and um and he loves Jesus yeah. um, uh, but he really does not understand all the ins and outs you know right. I've told folks that uh, he can pray boy, I tell you he will pray until his fruit li- loops get soggy <laughs> I mean he really will that's awesome. and but he prays for you know me and his mom, he prays for Barney. He prays for Scooby-Doo, yeah. you know, um, and he just prays for everything. Yeah. and uh, But he really does not understand uh, the things of uh, salvation, really. Yeah. And, and so I'm thankful that uh, this age of accountability, you know, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful yeah. because yes. I believe that he is covered yeah. uh, by the grace of God, yeah. the mercy of God. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I praise God Some for Some people
0: that. would... Uh, in regard to your son and other kids like him, Mm -hmm. people like him, would go to Romans 1 and say he's accountable for what he's able to understand Mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't go there. I think that's speaking of people who are capable of understanding about God and choose not to. Right. Would you... Would you go there?
1: Yeah, I I would. I would. You know, Romans 120 um, says something about clearly understanding, you know, the eternal power, the divine nature attributes, yeah, that are clearly seen. They have chosen to worship the creation
0: rather than creator. And I I think that's different Mm -hmm. than, I think that's talking about, well, that, boy would I get in trouble if we got into that one? Because I think that's really talking about what God has created, which reveals himself to the world. Right. And what do people do with that? Mm. And mm. I think it's a different story. Yes. Than what yeah. we're talking yeah. about.
1: Well, I mean, this this next question sort of opens a, a bag of worms. Really.
0: Yes, it does. <laughs> if I know where you're going, I know which one it is.
1: When, uh-huh. when, Doc, do we get a soul? Yes. When Woo! we get a soul, brother?
0: Uh... I probably, let me just say this, I I probably would go with the majority of Protestant believers uh-huh. of non-Catholic believers. I don't know if Catholics believe this or not, but I know what I was taught. I, th- I think the soul is created at conception. Mm-hmm. That's because I believe the body begins then. Because right. I see uh, the body and soul. Uh, I think I use the term, uh, rather than a dotted line that you can tear apart and separate the two, more of a soup yes uh-huh. you know where it's blended together mm-hmm. that holistically I see us as being a unit like you can't separate God into three separate entities mm-hmm. being the Trinity mm-hmm. they are all in one right. inseparable yep. uh, but acting in different ways at different times mm-hmm. you know throughout history so um, that's since we're created in the image of God I see us more, that way, mm-hmm. so I do not believe that souls are eternal in the fact that they have no beginning. Mm-hmm. There's a really cute movie done, I don't know, Pixar, Disney, somebody mm-hmm. did it called Soul. Mm-hmm. If you've seen it, mm-hmm. and it's really, it's really fun. Movie, right. and it's all animated and it plays off uh, the soul, mm-hmm. the one we're talking about, as well as soul music, okay? Because this person yeah. is does play soul music and but the scenes are all these souls around in heaven mm-hmm. or wherever this ethereal place is mm-hmm. learning and you're learning your personality you're learning all this kind of stuff waiting to be put into a body when mm-hmm. it is born
1: now, there are other false religions that sort of teach that yes yeah.
0: mm-hmm. you know part of reincarnation is that right that there was always right. you know you're just going to inhabit something different the same soul is going to get into something yes, different each time, yes, based yes. on how it lived mm-hmm. uh I I don't think... I think that we are a unity. I think that we are soup, not sheets of paper Hmm. that can be torn out of the same notebook. Okay. I think that when God creates us, he creates us whole. Yes. And that would be body and soul.
1: Okay. Well, let me read a a, a scripture to you. It's always good to get to the Word. Yep. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. And so... Just share with me your thoughts on that verse.
0: God knew the person he was creating, Mm -hmm. and he knew the purposes for which he was created. Purposes for good and not evil, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that's what he means by it. I think the same thing is in Romans 8 whom he foreknew uh, he yes. also predestined yes
1: yes. yes and yes. what
0: is that to become eventually into the image of his son but going mm-hmm. through the glorification sanctification process to get there so God knows our life mm-hmm. before us and mm-hmm. he knew His the prophet's life before him I don't think yeah. that he was up there with God sitting on his shoulder waiting is it time for me to be born yet right you know, because God knew him, right. so yeah, it's your time to go well, back. I
1: mean, that would put us on the same level as God. If as, you're
0: born as, yes. eternal, right, and you've always existed, then you are on level with God, right? Because the Bible says all things were created yes. through
1: Him. Yes, yes, out of nothing. Out of nothing, and created. John yeah. one, and Jesus right. was the Word
0: in the beginning. And if mm-hmm. all things were created, nothing was created without Him. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. we are our souls mm-hmm. are creation. Yes, because and I, I agree.
1: God. I agree. At I think as well. At the time of um, conception. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that's when that that happens as well.
0: Jesus says something really uh, interesting in Matthew 10, 28. He mm-hmm. said, you guys should not fear those people who can destroy the body. Mm-hmm. He says you should fear, mm. right, a w- worship reverential fear of God, right. one who can destroy both the soul and the body right. in hell and throw you in hell. Mm. You as a whole, then, yes. all of your being, right. in hell. the totality, yeah.
1: right? And, you know, and uh, Paul does mention in 1 Thessalonians five that you know he he mentions the body, the soul, and the spirit. You know? Yes, and um, and so I think that's a whole another uh, topic there.
0: That's a podcast, brother, because it again, is. that is uh, I believe in the the totality of the human being, right. the spirit being part. It's mm-hmm. interesting that there's three parts to us. There's three, right? Three entities of God, right? right. You know, God in one, Mm -hmm. three—the Godhead, which is. uh, If you see, I'm struggling over it. We were, we were, our church was made uh, to Mm. to stand out with our view of the Trinity, right? And you know me. There's no one that believes more in uh, the Trinity. In, in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit yes. and something was written in one of our documents that, that somebody picked apart that said, you know, they're not Trinitarian type mm-hmm. thing. so I kind of struggle in what I'm saying right. when yeah. I say that yeah. but yeah. we are creating the image of God and mm-hmm. God is three in one and we are three in one yes. soul, body, yeah. and spirit right. and in some degree they're inseparable, mm-hmm. but I do know it at a particular time there is a separation that takes place definitely definitely when we definitely. are when we're put in the grave mm-hmm. our spirit goes to be yes. with God right when right. we're resurrected yeah. our bodies remade mm-hmm. spiritual bodies are resurrected mm-hmm. so there there's that that's going on it's really hard to differentiate and uh, if i said it i would say it wrong i would have to sit down and yes. write every yeah. word and pray right. over every word to mm-hmm. get it right
1: 1 Corinthians 15, we're changed in the twinkling of an eye. I love that. Yes. I've always loved that.
0: We only have a few
1: minutes left, which leads to our last question. Yes. Uh, How how can you be saved? How can you be a believer if you can't
0: pray? I think it gets down to what we've been talking about, Brother T, is that um, let's go all the way back to the beginning, the fetus, Mm -hmm. the, 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 the baby in the womb. Uh, however, conceived, and I believe the soul has already begun at that time, along with the formation of the body, mm-hmm. that that fetus has no ability to communicate through language. Right, right. You know, uh, mm-hmm. and the Bible clearly says that salvation comes through really three things mm-hmm. that, that you have to repent, mm-hmm. you have to believe, right. and then you confess. Yes. And those are all elements of your salvation experience. How is a baby going to do that right. when they can't speak words mm-hmm. when uh, when at best they can cry mm-hmm. they can smile they can coo they can do all the things to kind of share their temperament but not pray mm-hmm. so uh, i would go even then into a child that is born up until the age in which they're able to repent mm-hmm. right believe right. and confess mm-hmm. So up until that time is what we're talking about. That's where I go back again to the difference between the righteousness and the innocence.
1: Yes. I think yes. that child
0: is innocent before God, mm-hmm. before they have committed mm-hmm. the sin, while they're born under the penalty of sin, that is the propensity to right. sin, and that sin that they commit will condemn them to hell without believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But I believe that God is a just God, mm-hmm. and if they have the ability to be condemned to mm-hmm. hell will also have the ability to repent confess and believe right. and not to to go to hell
1: which leads to one of your favorite scriptures it is uh, there's there's a
0: scripture when when uh, Abraham is pleading for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. Right, Remember, he's right. got relatives there. Yes. And he keeps bringing the number down. Yes, you know, he yes. says, if there's so many righteous, if there's so many. Right, right. And God says, if there's that many, sure enough, mm-hmm. I won't do it. And so this is what he finally says in Genesis eighteen twenty-five. He said, will not the judge of all the earth do right? Mm. Man, I fall back on that so many times. Mm. You know, because the things that we've been discussing, there will be people who, Greatly disagree with what I've said, right. and um, but I hope that we can all come down on this truth. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's going to be right. Mm-hmm. What, what is done is right because uh, he created the rules. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. And and yeah. I believe he's a righteous and just God, mm-hmm. and I, I hang my hat on that. Yes. That's the that's the God I want to serve. That's the God I want to worship. And That's the God I believe that I serve mm. and worship, mm-hmm. and therefore I've got to believe. That the right thing will be done, in my finite way of thinking, mm-hmm. a child who cannot confess, repent, and believe right. um, to send them to a godless eternity is not right. I completely uh, concur with that, regardless yes. of that's a twenty-six-year-old, twenty-eight-year-old, right. a five-year-old, or a fetus. Yes, I, I just that's my heart. Right, and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But I fall back on this passage of scripture: "Will not the Judge of all the earth mm. do?" Right. Yes. And so that's where I'd leave it. Uh, It's a touchy subject. You and I have pastorally spoken to parents. You know, my wife and I lost a child Mm -hmm. while Mm -hmm. uh, she was carrying the child. So many people have. So many people have lost children in childbirth. Yes. Uh, uh, Infants die in car accidents Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And and we're called on as spiritual leaders to console, comfort, encourage. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have to do that honestly yes yes i'm not gonna lie right honestly this is where i come down on the subject
1: and and uh, me me too you know what i've carried you for for weeks and weeks and weeks in these podcasts i just carry you (laughs) i know man i appreciate the fact that you do today today you had to carry me yeah
0: you know we'll get back to you we'll get get back to you next (laughs) week where you can give all the insights uh, don't, hold it to, don't hold me to it. <laughs> well, it's been, I think it's a very interesting yes. subject. I hope people enjoy this. Um, and um, I, I don't know yet. You're going to have to tell me what next week is. Yeah, I'm
1: excited to think about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. Send me a text, bro. I will. I'll shoot you a text, my brother. <laughs> I hope you guys
0: enjoyed <laughs> it. Uh, blessings. Hope you have a great week. Enjoy it. And uh, stay safe out
1: there. God bless.